Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hi, Dave from Ohio. A great podcast. My question is gold's been going down. Is this the right time to buy some physical gold? And provides unbiased answers. Physical gold, when he mentions gold, physical gold, that's kind of different than buying gold as just for an investment. Invest Talk, over 31 million downloads and counting. Hi, Stephen Justin. My name is Dijon from Chino Hills, California. My question is about ticker symbol CTMX. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. And of course, on today's program, like we do every day, I promise to be as straightforward as possible to give you nothing but the facts as I can determine them from the screens very quickly. Now, unfortunately, I can't give you, I cannot give you in-depth analysis because that takes time. I mean, lots of time. But I can give you the the the, uh, the uh, basic numbers, the expectations of earnings next year, growth rates, and give you all that kind of information. And I will give it to you with a very clear explanation. And it's my attempt to give you educational facts, educational background on how to manage money in the stock market. That's my job. Well, that's a job I've taken anyways, but I can't, I can't do it without you, that's for sure. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, I encourage you to contact me with your financial and investment questions live here on Invest Talk. You drive the show. You shape it in any, any way you want to by your questions. So give me a call. I'm live right now, 4 to 5 Pacific Time, Monday through Friday. We're live, either me or Justin Klein. The number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So, I don't like to waste a lot of time. Let's go right into the first listener question. Hey, Steve and Justin. Hope you had a great time on your time off. Uh, Recently found your podcast a few weeks ago. Been listening to all of them and really enjoy it. This is Doug from Missouri, and I had a question on S. L-V-O. It's a Credit Suisse ETN. I found a search and covered call ETFs, and it pays a good monthly dividend at a very cheap entry price on the stock. Um, Looks like it has a long history of paying dividend, even though that dividend's fluctuated each month. Just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, this will be a good uh, lesson to learn. This is a a SLVO, Credit Suisse uh, X-Link Silver Shares, uh, ETN, N standing for note, exchange traded note, uh, seeking investment performance corresponding to the Credit Suisse, as Credit Suisse uh, NASDAQ Silver Floats 106 Index. So I'd have to look that up. That's pretty, um, pretty esoteric index. Anyways, um, according to my fact sheet, they pay 36% dividend. Now, whenever you see something like that, and it's an exchange-traded note or some other type of instrument, you've got to be very, very suspect. What's happening is they're giving back your own money. 
In other words, you're buying the shares, and they're going to give you a dividend from the shares, not not just whatever they earn, but they're going to give you money from what you pay. For instance, in 2013, this company, uh, uh, NAV, was at $15.45. Okay, that was the NAV back then. The high was 20 the high was 22, the low is 15. But now it's 6 and 7. Last year it was 6 and 8, the high and low. The year before, 8 and 10. The year before, 9 and 12. What, what? Why is that happening like that? So what's happening is the NAV is going down and they're giving you back some of the money from the holdings. In other words, when you buy this, they're going to pay that money back to you in the form of a dividend. So it's not like they're earning more and more money and the price is going up and up and up. The price is going to be consistently going down. Now, I don't know all the details, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly what's happening. Uh, They're paying you out money. They can't pay 36%. Okay, think about it. If they pay 36% in three years, that means they paid all the value of the stock. Today, the stock is selling for $6.22. See, something's not right there, and you can deduce, I I can deduce, that they're probably paying two shareholders the money in the account, in in the money held by this account. Um, So they're, you know, it's not a good investment. It really is not. So now that's that's me just looking at it quickly without getting in depth. There might be something else going on that I don't know about, but I've been around these things so many years. This is extremely tiny. It's a $17 million market. Extremely tiny. I wouldn't, I'd stay away from it. So why am I doing this podcast? Why are you listening? Well, I know you should definitely stay invested, and you will need the right information to do so, to be effective, to, to be smart about your money and your investments. That's what I'm here, to help you with the volatility, because it's always always going to be volatility. Up volatility, down volatility, up and down volatility at the same time in the same day happens all the time. So all it is is I'm here to help you deal with uncertainty, to help you control your fear and greed of your investments and how they work. So I, I'm here for you to give me a call. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. My trivia question concerns an example of economic boom and bust cycle that affected a major American retail brand? That's going to be my trivia question today. So how did the market do today? Well, it was bad. It went down two days in a row. Today, the Dow was down 256 points. The NASDAQ down 129 points. And the S&P down 28 points. So two days in a row, the market's fallen. And the earnings were in the midst of the earnings season. The earnings are not bad. That's not, that's not the cause really is not the cause. Um, also, remember, you know, the stock market might have been bid up from uh, anticipation of good earnings. And that's what we're seeing, good earnings. So it's like buy the rumor and sell the news. But there's also other news. The COVID, uh, the COVID uh, uh, <clears throat> Pandemic is spreading through a lot of the other countries, not here in the United States, but Europe and South America. They're having a bad, you know, uh, spike in their caseload of COVID, the COVID disease. So that might be affecting investors. Remember, investors work on two things: fear and greed. 
Now, they feel that there's plenty of money in the system and it's probably going to do well because all that money is going to be flooded in. People are going to be big spenders, but they also got their fear of COVID reigniting in certain parts of the world. So, beer and greed. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve. And for investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. So we're taking your calls live right now, 888-99-CHART. Look at the calendar. We're already moving through the second quarter. The market has been interesting. And serious investors need to bring their best game. Invest Talk is here to help. The phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Justin. This is Andrew from Atlanta. And I had a question. The following symbol, NXPI. That's NXP Semiconductors. I was looking and it had a PE ratio of 1,125.28 and then a dividend slash yield 0.81. Uh, looking at that, well, you know, I see that the 52 week high was 216.43. It's now trading at 207.94. With a PE ratio like that, is that something that should be enticing? Should I uh, consider taking a position with this stock? I'll listen to your answer. Thank you. Okay, this is also a very good lesson. Uh, the, how you're coming up with that P.E. or how they are coming up with that P.E. ratio, they're looking at 2019 earnings of 18 cents a sh- or 85 cents a share compared to the stock price of t- over 200. You don't look at that. You look forward, 2021, what's going to be this year's earnings? $9.37 a share. Far different than 18 cents a share last year. Next year is going to be $10.49. Always look forward as what the earnings are going to be to come up with a P.E. ratio. Always be aware of the whatever P.E. ratio you're looking at, how are they determining it? Is it on last year's earnings, the current 12, rolling 12 months' earnings? Is it just current year's earnings, next year's estimated earnings? What is it? How does that comprise it? you, you got to compare apples to apples and always, always, always compare future earnings with estimated earnings next year, which we all know is a guess, but everybody else is using that. All the professionals are using that, trying to figure out where the stock's going to go. So at $10.49, and now the stock is $193 a share, that's not too bad, right? I mean, you're talking about under 20 and has very good growth of earnings, Sales. Sales grew 9% in the most recent quarter, and that was December. We still haven't got the first quarter's growth yet. Uh, before that, it was all shrinkage. So uh, is it worth it? Uh, you know, who is this? NXPI is NXP Semiconductors out of Netherlands, provide mixed signal and analog power management RF chips, radio, radio, radio frequency chips. So... I don't know. That's a very cyclical kind of business. It's a very growth-oriented business, and their growth is not all that particular strong in the sales, not yet anyways. Um, They have a decent amount of debt, but nothing terrible. Uh, Return equity is only 1%. That's bad. That's really bad. So I'm going to say they have strong cash flow, $7. 
I, I'm going to say I, I, it doesn't attract me. It's already made a huge run up from the COVID low, uh, which was what eighty dollars or so way back when. So I, I'm not. It's 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 too late. It it it's made a big, uh, big huge run. I mean, the low. It just to find out exactly what the low was fifty eight dollars and forty one cents at the at the very bottom. Okay, I'm, I'm just not interested in that kind of stock. That, and so I, I would say no. I, I don't. I, I stay away from it. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I appreciate you being with me. My focus point today concerns a story: banks lost billions of dollars in first quarter due to Archeo Archeos. I don't know how to spell that. Say that name. Archeos Archeos Archegos Archegos. I guess fund. Meltdown. This is a privately held hedge fund that lost everything, got shut down. And banks lost billions of dollars being involved with it. It's an interesting story, I think. So we'll take a look at that. I believe we'll have time for maybe one or two more talking points So today. So I'm going to try, you know, because we've been getting a lot of calls on trying to catch up on our backlog of listener calls that left messages. But this, we're in the Mr. Earnings season, okay? Um, and there's, you know, you, and the earnings are pretty good. Pretty good. And the, the anticipation of easy money from governments around the world is really telling us that the consumers around the world are going to start spending lots of money because they have lots of money. And the government's giving them more and more and more money. So why isn't the market continuing up? Well, I think it will continue up this year. But it's going to be with some volatility. But And as I mentioned at the top of the show, COVID, the COVID spread is going to be the issue. The COVID spread. Okay? Um, we're not going to have very much economic statistics out this week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday have no reports. That's very unusual. No economic reports. So you're not going to see a lot of economic statistics. So the focus will be all on the earnings. And we had a lot of numbers come out today, a lot of coming out tomorrow. This week, we're going to have a lot of numbers. So um, we'll probably have 75% of the S&P 500 uh, public companies reporting earnings by the end of this week. So that, But I'm telling you, so far, they look pretty good. It's just not going to drive the market. Just not. Because we already know that's going to look good. Okay, on the next Invest Talk, how COVID has changed America's labor force. Well, all that has happened. In 2020, the labor market shed 20 million jobs. But now, with signs pointing toward recovery in many economic sectors, one in four workers may be planning to job hop once the threat of the pandemic is over, hopping from one job to the next to try to get better salaries. Justin will dig into that. I'll dig into that story tomorrow. Okay, for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So, B 
billions of dollars of loss of this one company called, um, oh, I'm trying to get the name again. Um, anyways, uh, let's pull that article up. I want to just touch base with it. Um, not that one. There it is. Okay, so Morgan Stanley had $900 million in first quarter losses tied to the Archegos, Archegos Fund that went under, meltdown. This is a fund that bought huge leverage, huge amounts of leverage, meaning they were borrowing money and they were buying things. They would buy, take huge positions in companies and they would offset those positions with shorts so that they could not lose money and they would pay a fee, pay a fee to companies like Morgan Stanley and uh, uh, different big, huge houses who would support this, okay? They borrow money against this because it's an asset and invest more money. So it wouldn't take very much of a downturn for the send this, this whole thing to go crashing, especially if the banks lost faith in the system that they developed, okay? And if one bank started getting out, that would cause a domino effect with the rest of the banks. And that's exactly what happened. Okay? Um, they, these, are, these, these instruments they got involved with are called swaps. S-W-A-P-S. You and I will never get involved with swaps because they're very, very high lever- leverage agreements. Very, very complex agreements. You know, you met, you've heard me mention them before when talking about uh, leveraged ETFs, tra- tracking index two to three hundred percent. Well, those are swaps they're using to do that. That's the only way we would get involved with it. You think you're buying, let's say, the Qs, which is a Nasdaq 100, and if you buy the Pro Shares, two hundred percent leverage. Those they don't they they track the Qs, but they don't own any of the stocks in the Qs. So it it it's just an instrument that can turn sour quickly like this did. This happened overnight. I mean, this happened like instantly, this this collapse. I mean, very, very fast. And uh, everybody lost all their money. Okay, the banks had to take, banks lent so much money to this firm, they took, they took the huge loss. They had to. So don't, you know, don't, just be aware when you're buying those leverage ETFs, that you're not owning any of the stocks. You're you're just you have agreements. They, those agree, those ETFs have agreements with other companies, and they're called swaps. And if one party fails to do what they're supposed to do, they can collapse. Now, of course, there are um, safeguards in the ETFs because the SEC requires them, but I, 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 they're not good for long-term investments. You just don't know. Okay. Next, we have a question that we seem to get quite often, but we are constantly adding new listeners, so I always try to, you know, keep that up. So we're going to revisit the topic of gold. So let's play the question, then I'll give you my answer. Hi, Dave from Ohio. A great podcast. My question is, gold's been going down. Is this the right time to buy some physical gold? Thanks. Okay, so the question is physical gold. When he mentions gold, physical gold, that's kind of different than buying gold as just for an investment because you can buy an exchange-traded fund that represents the price of gold and because they actually buy the gold, the exchange-traded fund, GLD, um, and they hold on to the gold. So the value of that GLD goes up and down with the value of the gold. 
Now, he said, is it time to buy physical gold? I am not a big proponent of physical gold unless you like to hold on to it because it's pretty. Or that you're scared to death that the world is going to collapse, America is going to disappear. Now, if those things are true, one of those two things, well, yeah, you can have some physical gold. But as an investment, it's not a great investment. Gold, to me, has never been a great investment. It hasn't, it hasn't kept up with inflation over the last 20, 30 years. So that if it can't keep up with inflation, why do I want to own it? Stocks have, and far out suppress inflation. So, do I think you should own gold that time? Sure, but physical gold only because if you think it's pretty and you like to hold on to it because it is pretty, and uh, or you worry that the world the world's going to come to an end and you need gold to barter with. Uh, but other than that, I don't, I don't see any reason to own the physical gold. You have to pay a commission to buy it. You have to pay a commission to sell it. And those commissions can be quite steep. So I, I, don't, I don't like the physical gold part. Okay? Now, you can also do the same thing with silver, platinum, palladium. You can actually own it or own ETFs that invest in it. And you can own an ETF that invest in gold mining companies, silver mining companies, combinations. So there's different ways you can invest and make money. Okay? Okay, over the past 25 years, we've seen the fortunes of various public companies peak and decline. Thinking back to the turn of the century, in 2000, AOL was considered an internet powerhouse. Look at it now. It's a subsidy a sub, a sub, a, of Verizon. It's a piece of Verizon. Just a piece. So I have to go back. Here's my trivia question. Looking back... To retail businesses, I'm thinking of a well-known brand that emerged in the 1920s and went on to symbolize how public companies can go from thriving businesses to bankruptcy as part of a cycle. What is the name of the retail giant I have in mind? So after break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, my phone line are my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to invest your questions right now. 888-99-CHART. Your typical workday can be very busy. Assignments, appointments, responsibilities, obligations. Sometimes you start early and end late. For that reason alone, you may already be looking to the future, to a period when your money, your accumulated assets are working for you and ultimately creating financial freedom. There are many voices suggesting financial planning services, but there's one company, one firm, that offers a balanced variety of strategically designed investment plans. One firm that applies decades of experience to enable a client personalized collaboration. One firm that can show you how to optimize an investment portfolio that fits your lifestyle objectives and risk tolerance limitations. One firm that speaks with a clear, logical and unbiased voice. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial or visit kppfinancial.com. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. 
Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART. I asked a trivia question before the break. Looking back in time at the retail business, I'm thinking of a well-known uh, brand that emerged in the 1920s and then eventually went out of business. I, I think uh, 2000. 2018? I don't know. We'll find out here. The retail boom and bus cycle. Okay. Sears and Roebuck. Sears and Roebuck Company was founded in Chicago, Illinois in 1892, 129 years ago. And it was a mail order business. Hold on to that thought. A mail order business. And by by 1894, the Sears catalog had grown to 322 pages. The company went public in 1906. At forty million dollars in today's dollar, today's dollars is one point one billion. Having built a huge business with its trademark catalog, Sears Roebuck Company opened its first retail store in Chicago, nineteen twenty-four. 
So why was the retail store needed? Well, because of automobiles. People were getting around, and everybody wanted to go shopping. They didn't want to just buy things in the catalog. They wanted to go shopping, they, and that's why that happened. They opened up by night, and by the end of the 1920s, Sears had more than 300 stores nationwide. After about 100 years of business, Sears closed its catalog sales in 1993, dismissing 50,000 workers, and later filed for bankruptcy in 2018. So, 1993, they got rid of their fulfillment center. Well, if they would have waited a few more years, they already had a fulfillment center like Amazon did, built. And they, you know, they when the, when the internet came along with sales along the internet, they would have been a step ahead of everybody if they still had that fulfillment center. Well, timing was not good, okay? Timing was pretty poor. This is a perfect example of Creative Destruction. Uh, it's a book I've been recommending that everybody reads called Creative Destruction, how old line businesses get destroyed and new line businesses get created. And if you don't, if you don't innovate as an old line business and stay on top of things, you go out of business. Very common. That's actually how our system is, is constructed, and that's what makes it so dynamic, so vibrant, makes it so strong. The strong survive, the weak don't. The innovators survive. The non-innovators disappear. Okay, let's go to uh, Emilio's in San Francisco. How you doing, Emilio's? How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, a great story about Sears. What yeah. a great story. Uh, not a great, but, you know, just a the, good the example. That you have to innovate. Otherwise, you're, yep. you know. Anyways, yep. my question is, I know Justin the other day uh, uh, talked about cryptocurrency and how it would be regulated. Uh -huh. So, and I know Square has invested a lot into crypto. Bitcoin, I believe. So I want to uh -huh. know your opinion. Well, Square, everybody, is provides point-to-sell software. They've been around a while, not forever, but a while, a number of years. Um, and they're the ones that you can, you know, use the, you can run a credit card through your phone, and, you know, they'll, it, 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 they have a really neat and very convenient system. I've used it. <laughs> um so uh, Square has been around a long time, has made money for some many years, going to make $1.89 next year from $1.22 this year from $0.84 cents last year. And it's a $245 stock. <laughs> so it's super expensive, Milios, because of, you know, they're on the cutting edge of things. And they, you're right about cryptocurrencies. They're trying to get into that. They're trying to figure out how to make sure, work their way, wiggle their way into that that. Uh, uh, method of exchange. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but they're growing over 140% the last two quarters. Sales. So it's a $111 billion company. In the old days, which you know I'm old, so therefore, if you made a $1.80, your stock would never be selling for $245 a share. I mean, it just, I mean, that's what, uh, $150, $200? P.E.? So you have to pay, and this stock has gone nothing but up in recent this whole year. So you're going to have to way overpay for it to own it. And it's just too risky for me. I, I, probably, I would not be interested because of the cost. 
Thanks for the call, me though. So I appreciate it. Let's go to Edgar in San Diego. How you doing, Edgar? I'm great. How about you, Steve? Thank you. For I'm good. Thank you for the call. call. Oh, sure. Um, uh, listen, uh, I've been holding uh, Philip Morris for for a while, and because of the, of course, as you know, because of the dividend, and with this new news and coming out and dropping like a rock. Uh, I was wondering, is it time to get rid of it or still hold on to it? Well, the worry is about uh, new legislation on tobacco companies. Uh, Philip Morris, Altria Group, Phil, um, uh, those and others, you know, this is a um, Philip Morris symbol is M-O. I mean, Altria Group is M-O. Philip Morris and uh, Altria Group and Philip Morris used to be one company. They split off, split about. 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't remember how long ago, many years ago. But Altria manufactures cigarettes and other tobacco products, mainly under the Marlboro and Black and Mild names. And they were always known for paying the dividend. Uh, so you bought these stocks for the dividend, and the dividend is pretty secure. And it's 7.3% at this point. Uh, they're going to make $4.87 next year. It's a $47 stock, so it's under 10 P.E. So it's fairly inexpensive after going down sharply the last couple of days, and that's because of the threat of more legislation, more re- restrictions. Now, I, I, we own uh, we own uh, um, uh, uh, one of these two big top backhole stocks in our managed accounts, and all of them affected the same way. But I kind of like the play of um, of uh, the marijuana industry. For tobacco companies, and one we own is getting into distribution of that product. So we like that a lot as far as the stability of the company. But of course, we don't like what's happened. It depends. Did you buy it for the dividend? If you bought it for the dividend, you hold on to it because the dividend's safe. If you bought it for capital appreciation, well, I don't know if I'd sell it now because it's already fallen sharply. Can it fall more? Of course. But right now, it's hitting uh, you know, support right around $45, and it's at 47 So there's a lot of support on a chart at about $45. I would hold on to it. I really would. Let's go to some MO, uh, Altria Group. Let's go to Jake in Los Angeles. How you doing, Jake? Jake, you there? Do we lose Jake? Hello? Jake, can Hello? you hear me? Jake? Yeah. You want to talk about Skyworks? Hello? Yeah, Jake. I do. Okay. I do, what do you want to know? I've helped Skyworks for a couple of months now. It's done pretty well. But uh, I'm just wondering where you see the 5G semiconductor uh, space going and whether or not I should get rid of it and find something new or hold on to it. Okay. Let's take a look, quick look at Skyworks. SWKS is the uh, symbol. Makes analog mixed signal ICSs, amplifiers, actuators, diodes, couplers, mixers, all kinds of stuff in that area. They made money. They've grown their money. They're going to grow earnings 65% this year and then up another 6%. Sales are skyrocketing the most recent quarter, which is the December quarter, up 69%. Before that, was up 16%. And the four quarters before that, it fell. So that's why it's all of a sudden in the last few months have taken off because they're turning the business completely around, making a huge amount of money. So they're going to make $10.77 a share. It's a $182 stock. 
Okay, so that tells you is what, about 17, 18 PE? And that's near the high of its range. Great return on equity, 25%. Doesn't pay much of dividend, 1.1%. My personal belief, let me take a quick look at this chart. Uh, I think it's topping. I think it's topped here. Therefore, if you were in it just for the, the play, the move up, I think it's run its course and I think it's going to very possibly go back down to maybe a 160 area. And therefore, if you're a trader, I get I trade it out. I'd be out. Okay. From a long-term perspective, they have pretty good prospects. Okay. Uh, let's go to Noel and Napa. Want to talk about Sears? Hi, Noel. Uh, hi, Steve. Nice to talk to you. Um, Thank you. <clears throat> Yeah, I appreciate your mentioning Sears. Uh, I'm definitely not interested in investing in it. I don't even know if you can, and I, you if can't. you could, I wouldn't want to. But I, I, re I remember back in the 60s when Sears was the world's largest retailer. Yep. And now look at them. But anyhow, uh, was before, uh, they, anyhow, before COVID, they closed uh, the bulk of their stores, I think. But they had a few remaining. There are some here in the Bay Area. But they put down with COVID, and I'm wondering, are they closed forever now, or uh, after COVID is, uh, you know, eradicated, uh, right. are, are a few of the stores going to open again? And is that the same case for J.C. Penney? Are they done, 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 or <laughs> is there a shadow of of them going on okay. as well? Uh, that's all. Of course. For Sears, they're done as a public company, and now they have just a few pieces of real estate left, and they're privately owned. So whether they're going to keep them open or reopen them, I don't know. Uh, JCPenney, I think, is still a public company. It's still out there, but it seems like they're going and going to and going to follow Sears' footsteps in my mind. A lot of those big retail old-time stores are going to go that way in my, my mind because they're competing with Amazon, and they don't. Sears had the possibility because they had the fulfillment centers on the catalogs. You bought things by catalog. Well, it would have been easy for them to switch that particular business to be online because they already had. Anyways, uh, but, you know, I, I don't think, I, I think JCPenney is still around and still going to reopen, but they're just hanging on by their fingernails, where Sears is pretty much done. Uh, the stores might open and the name might have been purchased by some private entity to, to you know, here and there. That's possible. But as a public company, they're not, they're gone. Appreciate the call. It was interesting. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, 2021, we're at uh, April 20th. So four, into the fourth month of the year, first quarter's behind us. So I'd like to take a minute, I can, talk about our company, KPP Financial. Uh, we are, uh, Justin and I, uh, uh, Justin and I run the company. Uh, we are the owners of the company, so we're pretty focused. Uh, we are based in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County, Southern California. Uh, and thanks to technology, we can review your portfolio, offer strategic guidance, and, and never have to really leave your home or our office. We don't have to. Because you know, obviously COVID-19 uh, showed us the way because everybody's working from home, right? Well, we knew you could do it. It's just that there was no reason to do it. Now we have that catalyst to make us do it. It made us do it. Now everybody's getting kind of comfortable with it. I can do it. So 
keep in mind that here on Invest Talk and KPP Financial, we operate with a, a, a certain philosophy. And, you know, that's independent thinking and shared success. And what does that really mean? We, buy, we offer unbiased guidance. We practice parallel investing, meaning we buy and sell the same stocks for ourselves as we do for our clients at the same price, same percentage. Because I like to put my money where my mouth is. I've always liked that business model. And we can do it. And we do do it. So I encourage you to take advantage of free portfolio reviews, take a look at what you have, give you some advice. We can do it through telephone, Jive, Skype, you know, any way you want to do it, we can do it. Um, and, you know, it's free. Everything we do is free, and we won't talk you into anything. We don't do that. I've never done that. Justin doesn't do it. I've, you know, over the years taught all my, my employees, we don't push people. We don't. We, you know, we... We offer our services, and we will help them. We will help you, with, and you don't have to be a client. We'll still help you. Okay? So, we've gotta, we kinda, I kind of want to help you. I mean, I'm at this stage in my life where I like helping people. It's a fun part of my job. So, give us a call. Send us an email. Go to investtalk.com and just click on the email port there and send me a, us an email or contact us. We'll, we'll, get, we'll be in touch. We really will. So I appreciate that. Next up, another caller question from a listener in Virginia. It is an interesting question, and it's next in line. One minute from now. A quick reminder, if there's a term that you hear mentioned on the program, but you're unclear about what it means or you have a question about it, we want you to ask. It's very likely that you're not the only one with that same question. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Dan calling from Virginia. Thank you very much for your show. I learn so much by listening. Because I own some stocks now, I have emails coming to me saying, vote for these board members or vote for this this firm to check our books or vote for this stock investor commitment, whatever. I don't own enough shares to make a difference, but if everybody thought that it would mess things up, what is my responsibility for learning about the board members or for learning about what these different opportunities are uh, so that I can make an intelligent vote rather than just voting the way that the board votes or asks me to vote, or should I just be happy with that? Thank you, and I'll listen on the podcast. So as a stockholder, you own the stock, you own the shares, and you have rights to vote your shares for whatever changes, whatever they want to do. And yes, as small, tiny shareholders that we are, we really don't have much effect on anything. Uh, most people just ignore those things because your vote really doesn't make a difference. I, I ignore them. Next up, uh, let's see, what do we got? 888-99-CHART is our number, everybody. 888-992-4278. This is the best talk. Steve and Justin have recorded a special bonus podcast. It's a fast-paced learning podcast for the average investor. It's free, so be sure to tell your friends. It can be downloaded now at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Look for Rapid Fire Hour. Hi, Steve and Justin. My name is Dijon from Chino Hills, California. My question is about ticker symbol CTMX. Cytom X Therapeutics. Um, they're, uh, I believe, a small cap pharmaceutical company or a therapeutic company. 
And uh, I've noticed that they've recently been trading lower and lower, and um, the fundamentals and valuations don't seem to match what the ticker's doing. I just wanted to see if you can maybe give me a little bit more insight on why it's moving so low and if it's a good opportunity to maybe buy some more shares as I already have a small position in this company. Thank you. Okay, moving so low because it doesn't make money. It's not going to make money. It's never made money. It's not going to make money this year or next year. It's going to lose a dollar eighty-seven a share next year after losing a dollar fifty-four a share this year. It lost seventy-one cents last year, two dollars and twenty-six cents a year before. It's never made money. So, what value do you put on it? It's a seven dollar ninety-six cents stock right now. What's its high? It got as high as thirty-five dollars a share in two thousand eighteen when it lost two dollars and three cents a share. So there's no real reason to own the company, but sales are growing fast. Now, what do they do? They develop oncology-focused biopharmaceutical company pioneering in antibody therapies, therapeutics. Okay, are you going to make money? When? Now, sales have gone up 100%, but sales are only at $16 million a quarter. $16 million a quarter. A quarter. Okay, what is that, five million, five um, plus chains, million a month for a public company? It's a 515 million companies market cap, so it's really small, but it should be small. It's not making any money. It has sales. This is one of those companies you're taking roll of the dice. You just roll the dice. You can go to Vegas, put it on, get on, get on the uh, roulette wheel and bet on black. You win or you lose. You win or you lose on this one. If they finally make money someday, then you're a winner. Stock will go up. Anyways, I, I don't like it. I wouldn't be a buyer of it. Just not my kind of company to own. Okay. Um, have you seen the Have you seen the different restaurant retail chains and recent announcement of closings? They're closing stores rapidly, and pro- obviously it's from the COVID, and it, 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 and these stores were probably marginal already. But there's quite a bit of them. For instance, uh, uh, Burger King, Popeyes, Tim Horton, all are closing hundreds of stores. Hundreds. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts is going to close 700 stores out of their 9,000. Now, these are big chains, so they probably can close hundreds of stores and not be a problem. For instance, uh, Starbucks is closing 500 stores in the U.S. and 300 stores in Canada but at the same time they're closing, they're opening 850 new stores. So it's a it's probably a, a situation in which they had marginal stores that they kept open before COVID, but COVID made them reduce business, and they figure, okay, I need to get rid of these marginal stores. I want the high-profit stores, so let's get rid of these guys. They didn't make any money for us, and they probably won't make much if they recover. And do we want to put a lot of money to into the stores to make, you know, that's kind of decision-making. It's very sound decision-making. You know, so, but uh, there are closing hundreds, hundreds of stores in the in the fast food industry. Hundreds of them, not just a few, hundreds of them. So I thought that was an interesting, uh, interesting uh, Factoid. Did you also see that Apple announced their new computers with their new their personal chip? They're not using Intel's chips anymore. They're going to be using their own chips that they developed. Uh, 
So is that going to be another income source for them? Are they going to sell those chips to other parties and compete with Intel? That's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that announcement. Now these, so that, so yeah, that that's the kind of thing that you as an investor kind of keep track of of the stocks you own. What are they doing? What are they innovating? Where are they going? You don't want to be a Sears. Okay, you don't want to be Sears. You you want to be. I don't know. You want to be Apple, or you want to be Amazon, or you want to be, okay, let's even say, well, you want to be Walmart. Innovate. Figure out how to compete. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. Justin Klein, I thank you for being with us, as you are every day at this time. And please download the free podcast if you missed the show. We post a new program every day, live, right after the show, right after 5 o'clock Pacific time. You can get it free at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and investtalk.com. And we would appreciate if you would rate us. We'd like that. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.